Mary Kramer is brought to you by Varnum Law, business law experts that are in your corner. Visit VarnumLaw.com. It's Monday morning, and that means it's time to talk to Mary Kramer, Crane Communications Group Publisher. Mary, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Better than Paul W. He's uh, <laughs> fight, fighting off a little illness after his vacation or after his, his trip, but... Uh, I'm I'm doing well. Uh, you know who else is doing well is uh, uh, people who are uh, investing in this uh, medical marijuana or now uh, the uh, marijuana recreational. recreational marijuana. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys have a story uh, about a Sterling Heights credit union that uh, took a uh, high risk, no pun intended, on that high risk uh, and uh, <laughs> has gotten into the marijuana business. Tell, tell us about that. Well, it's an interesting story because Live Life Credit Union actually uh, has doubled the uh, balance sheet. They have $26 million in assets. That's double in 10 months because they have taken marijuana businesses as as customers. The reason it's risky is that there are no there's no real federal laws governing this because it's illegal in in uh, under federal law uh to for recreational marijuana so um there is some legislation pending in the in the senate right now the u.s senate um it's already passed the house but in the meantime there the bank the credit union in sterling heights has used a department of justice memo from 2014 when Colorado um, adopted recreational marijuana. And the bottom line is that they have to vet their customers very, very carefully. They are on the hook. If one of their marijuana business customers is illegally selling marijuana or otherwise violating federal law, the Department of Justice can come after the credit union or the bank um, or any other lender or any other uh, financial services company that's involved with that that particular business. So you can see that this could be very risky, but if you vet the customers and you do your due diligence, this credit union says this is uh, the the CEO says this is the best business decision she's ever made. <laughs> well, yeah, double doubling your assets in ten months, I guess so. Um, <laughs> you know, we saw all these stories uh, in Colorado, and I know the same situation was going on here in Michigan to a lesser extent. But all of this money coming in from the marijuana business and and, and these operators uh, didn't know what to do with all this money. I mean, they were literally, um, you know, just buying safes and having. Uh, rooms and then buildings full of cash, uh, afraid that if they put it in a regular bank, that it would be seized uh, because the federal laws are different than the state laws. And, exactly. uh, and, and so how does Sterling Heights Credit Union convince people to put this money into the bank? Uh, were they nervous at first or was this memo uh, strong enough that they felt their money would be safe? I think that the customers were were we're lining up at the door to be able to deposit at the credit union. I think that the, the credit union, actually, the CEO told our reporter, Dustin Walsh, that she had to hire two more people just to count the money. <laughs> just to count the money. <laughs> That's a so, good problem. And, yeah, and so I think that as this industry, it's an emerging industry and a lot of new rules, a lot of federal regulation to come. But the people who are banking with this credit union now, they could become even bigger customers for this credit union down the road. They may be investing in other businesses as well down the road. 
So this credit union is establishing relationships with these folks who have had difficulty finding bankers. They'll probably get a lot of loyalty from these people as time goes on. So this could be this could be one of the smartest things that the CEO has ever done. And like any industry, you know, the vast majority of people are following the rules and not breaking the law. And so it, it, it makes sense, uh, even though you do in this industry, you, you got to be a little careful if you're the, if you're the credit union uh, on who you're doing business with. But most businesses, most people are looking at uh, recreational marijuana as, an, as a business investment, not as a, a way to violate the law. Right, you're exactly right. So emerging industry, somebody took a little bit of a risk here, but I think um, uh, that this credit union in particular is hoping their risk is going to pay off big time. It already has in terms of deposits. So tell me about this uh, new app. There's a, you guys have this story about this new app that's going to help you in your networking situations. This is pretty cool. Well, this is um, James Chapman. He he uh, used to be the entrepreneur uh director for Quicken Loans Community Fund. He's gone off and started his own company. It's called Plain Sight, and it's an app. So it's kind of like the Tinder of networking. <laughs> you'd be able to, you'd be able to um, say you're at a specific event, like a, a mixer for the, that the Detroit Chamber is holding, and you're in the room, and you have the app, and other people are using the app, and you can see who else is in the room who signed up to the app, and you'll be able to network that way. Instead of being in a room of 300 people, you can actually strategically connect with other people at the same event. So the way that they think they're going to make money is that um, the uh, owners of the event space and individual users will, users will pay a fee to use this platform. So uh, James Chapman is the founder and CEO. Dan Gilbert is an investor. Um, James is hoping to get uh, more pre-seed, more angel investment in his company's raised 500000 so far. And uh, he's the majority owner. He's African-American. So this is another good entrepreneurial story of, um, of Detroit. Yeah, I can see how people who want to uh, find investors would, would flock to this. But the people, the venture capitalists, I don't know if they want everybody at the network event just huddled around them. <laughs> well, I know. you got a great big target on your back, right? I mean, is it, so, you know, but if you're a job seeker and if you're at a job fair or if you're, you're looking for funding, you're right. I mean, companies uh, want to find people who will fund their company. So some of these networking events, um, it's good to know who else is in the room and you can save a lot of time and not waste time talking to people that really are not who you need to speak with uh, in that room. No, it's, it's very, very cool. I'm very interested to see how this plays out. Can you tell us about uh, this story on the uh, the beer and wine business in Michigan? I, it's just great how how Michigan is uh, is doing so well in, in this beer industry as, as it grows and 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 the wine business as well. I mean, by the numbers, where we're producing about three million gallons of wine every year. Plus, there's creating tourism. Almost two million people visit Michigan wineries every year. In addition, we're you're seeing all these craft besides craft brewers, there are craft distilleries, and craft distilleries need product like potatoes for vodka. And so there's a huge spinoff of how many. Uh, crops are being raised to fuel this um, the distillery industry. So this this special section that we have looks at um, vineyards, wineries, craft distilleries, 
Um, also, kombucha. Uh, I, I did, I've never even tasted it. Have you, Kevin? <laughs> no, you drink I, it? I, I don't. I haven't. <laughs> well, it's it's a it's a fermented um, tea oh. drink. Oh, I yeah. actually have heard of it. I, I actually have heard of it. I, I guess once and, you once you drink a kombucha, you'll never forget it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, that's why I asked. But uh, so that's a growing business too. So this section kind of looks at who's doing what, who the entrepreneurs are, what kind of um, Michigan-grown agricultural products are going into this, and it's a great section. Very good um, economic story. All right, we're going to be looking for that. Mary Kramer, Crane Communications Group publisher. Thanks for joining us on the Paul W. Smith Show. Thank you, Kevin. Mary Kramer is brought to you by Varnum Law, business law experts that are in your corner. Visit VarnumLaw.com.